Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by Ed Ed, Gina, Mike, and myself, Steve. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, guys. Okay, um, Ed P., we know that you have uh, limited time, so I will give you the first shot. Do you want to talk about the kiss or do you want to talk about something less important? A kiss? Am I am I behind the times? What what was the kiss? Oh, somebody fill him in. Oh, come on! It was the greatest doctor in the world, and Kamala Harris's husband, the big old pucker on the lips. That you didn't see that. Come on! The greatest wow. doctor in the world is that uh, Jill no, or Doctor Fauci? Was it that hard for you to guess the greatest one? Come on, Mister. It should have been Surgeon General, Doctor. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I did not see uh, the kiss. Um, I did read the State of the Union, and and so I I think maybe I will I I will say my little thing about it. I can't stand the State of the Union address. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I absolutely, positively can't stand it. And I cannot. I cannot watch it. I admit, I watched it the other year when um, Trump gave the uh, Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. I did, I did watch that, um, and I haven't watched it. Other than that, I haven't watched it in 20 years because I hate it. I hate every aspect of it. I hate the clapping. I hate the standing ovations. I hate the cheering. I hate the fact that it's written for three-year-olds. I hate everything about it. I hate the, even the transcript, I hated the transcript. It's, it's just, you know, little short sentence, little short sentence, no arguments were made, lots of accusations were made, no facts were presented. I just, I hate everything about it. And I hate it when they bring in the uh, people to honor, again, with the exception of the great Rush Limbaugh. I hate that. I kind of liked it the first time Reagan did it. I thought that was okay, but it has degenerated into a smarmy, victim, awful mess of just awfulness. I hate the whole thing. You can't pay me enough to watch it. It just, it took every ounce of the intestinal fortitude I had to read it. I just hate it. Does anybody want to ask uh, Ed Powell to clarify his uh, very subtle opinion on the State of the Union? So what you're and saying I, and, is, and, yeah, you and, that's don't not, like and, and that's not just Joe <laughs> Biden or Obama or Clinton. I hated every moment of George W. Bush, and and except for that one moment, I hated all the Trump ones too. I just hate hate the whole idea. We should go back well, to the original idea where Thomas Jefferson wrote a page and sent it to Congress. That's it. So I happen to agree with Ed, but I'm curious the other opinions on this panel. Well, I was going to say, speaking of Rush Limbaugh, he would always call it the State of the Union show. And, you know, a show conjures up entertainment and fun and enjoyment. It's not it's, it's not that it's just painful. I mean, I watched the State of the Union uh, this earlier today um, just to be ready for the show to talk about it. But it, it is painful. And as I mentioned in our secret back channels, um, it's just a barrage of lies. I mean, he stands up there, Biden, and at times he sounds like, you know, he's he, he's an American firster, like Trump and manufacturing jobs. And I brought all these jobs back. You know, we're not supposed to think about all those energy policies that export all the, these jobs out of the country. 
Mike, it's I heard one lie I after heard another. In, I heard it since I read the speech. Yeah. It consisted of actual English words. But I hear <laughs> that when he actually gave the speech, the English yeah. word part was right. optional. Is that true? Uh, he did that thing, you know, that thing. That, that, yeah. You know the thing? <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much propaganda. There's so much lies. And then, of course, there's just plain old left leftist attacks i mean oh i'm a capitalist but you know i want to attack the healthcare industry you you can't charge that much on that drug and you can't charge fees on on hotels and this hidden fee there it's like you know it's just like it's comical you know it really is but i i'm with you if if i never had to watch one ever again it'd be fine with me so i did not watch it and i will not watch it but i do know that there were a lot of uh heckling and catcalling etc and that's yeah. more than usual, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned that too. I mean, I think that's know, it's, Daniel Duff's influence. We sounded you know, like the British Parliament almost. It's like you know they say one thing and then you wait a minute and then they prove you're wrong. It's like I'm I'm bipartisan and I came in and we passed the infrastructure bill and I had bipartisan support. And the next second he's attacking Republicans and going after Social Security and Medicare and literally like I don't think I can ever remember anything like it. They were arguing he, he's turning towards the republicans and there are and it was bizarre and it was like beneath the presidency to be sitting there watching that and then at one point he's talking about the fentanyl crisis and, and the republicans sort of going it's the border and somebody yells out it's your fault <laughs> you know what I mean? and like this is where we are it's like let's just do away with it yeah would you say it's ballooned out of proportion what do you mean? What do you mean exactly? Like ballooned? Well, I mean that the only oh, you mean tried the, to bring, are you talking about the balloon? Are we onto the balloon now? Only one person <laughs> tried to bring a balloon. My understanding is MTG <laughs> apparently tried to bring a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we should have started the, the show off with like up, up and away and my beautiful balloon. Every Republican should have brought a white balloon and blew it up in the middle of the uh, thing. And then yeah, they were afraid of the Secret up. Service or oh. something. And if they let they let him go, you know, and they go. No, somebody said they should put on the balloon Chinese writing, sign it, Fang Fang. Yeah. And let it go. Right. Wow. <laughs> Gina, chime in a second here. What do you think? Oh, gosh, I did not watch it. I took a bunch of medicine, passed out. I did not want to watch it. I could care less about it. I just like to see the bloopers afterwards. Um <laughs> That's that's the biggest thing for me. I I sit there, Ed. I'm kind of like you. I don't want to watch it. I got no interest in it. And uh, so yeah, I've just gone through the clips and the reels of all of Biden's gaffes, and that's about it. And that was enough because there was nothing important that was said, and yeah. so it wasn't worth my time. <laughs> to be honest with you, Gina, you mistake indifference for actual active hatred on my part. Oh, okay. I, I, I I am not indifferent. Was too subtle. <laughs> All right, Ed Maslish, an intelligent contribution, please. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Unlike everybody here, I wanted to watch it. I want to see it. I want to be able to listen to what my government is telling me and listen to the report that they that the president gives. But I'm also not willing to endure being lied to directly and repeatedly and insulted on top of that. And I knew that's all it was going to be. It was going to be 90 minutes of alternating between lying to me and insulting me. And I just, I could not deal with that. Like Ed Powell, I read the speech. Um, 
It was a pack of lies. As Ed said, there was no, there was no attempt to, to prove his point. It was just blank assert, blanket assertions that he did this and he did that and he did this. The guy is, is I mean, I'm the first to, to attack Trump for what Trump, Trump is responsible for some of the things that are going on today, even though he's not getting any, any blame. Uh, the spending started to get out of control uh, during, during the last year of Trump's presidency to fight COVID. Uh, but nonetheless, Trump did a hell of a lot better job than Biden. Biden did inherit a pretty good economy, a pretty good situation, pretty good world situation. And he has done everything he can to actively destroy it. I mean, it's not even incompetence. He is actively trying to destroy what was there and what was good. You guys are mentioning the border. He has opened the border. He has allowed the fentanyl in, as Mike alluded to. He has allowed he has allowed the country to decay and deteriorate. You know, we, we, we just, you know, you, you alluded to the balloon from last week. How in the world can we allow a foreign power to violate U.S. airspace for the entire continent? I mean, I still remember the Korean airline jetliner that was shot down in 1983 because it brushed up against Soviet airspace. I mean, how did we let it go and tra traverse the entire continent? And then on top of that, we wait until it's over the water and, and blow it up there where it's harder to get the payload and find out what they actually had on it. I mean, this guy is actively trying to undermine our country. I could not sit there and, and commit to a 90-minute spectacle of being attacked, insulted, and lied to. So I didn't watch it. Can I ask you guys a question for the ones that actually read like the transcript or the speech itself? Was there like segments in there that said, yell this out, start yelling at the people or like, what did it actually say? When Whisper it, when creepily. Like, when he was like, no. I stood up to Xi Jinping, I took his place. What the heck was he trying to say? What was he supposed the transcript, to say? The transcript that I read didn't have prompts, but I'm sure that his that his speech probably did have prompts, but I don't know. Because I'm just wondering what the heck that was all about. I did not understand what he switched places with, or I was just a little confused. Biden has these modes. He goes from creepy to, uh, you know, demented to to, ang to angry, yeah, ang you know? Angry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he really does have this anger issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just screams and yells. And then he goes into the creepy... Um, whisper like he's talking to some young girl that he's feeling. He he's just he's just a horrible human being. Maybe he understand. got a, maybe he got a glimpse of his hot doctor making out with the vice president's husband, and every time he looked over there, it set him into like this yelling mode. Maybe that was it. He'd look over there and what's his name? Doug Doug something. Maybe he saw the Satanists on the Grammys and maybe. was so excited. You know, just... and, and since you went there, I don't watch the Grammys. If you think you hate the State of the Union, you can quadruple that for me watching any of those shows. But what happened and what, if anything, does it mean? I, I mean, I've seen a thousand articles on it, this Satan thing. What um, happened? Uh, there is a bunch of people in the music industry who sit around and uh, give themselves awards while hating all of their customers. And uh, two of these uh, people did uh, something they called a performance in which um, they mimicked a sort of Satanist ritual. The, the song was allegedly about some 
form of Satanism. And I've seen the clips. I, I haven't like listened to the quote unquote song. Um, I, I think it was just, you know, it's another way to, um, to insult their customers. I mean, that insult, hating and insulting customers is, seems to be the leitmotif of everyone in Hollywood and in the music industry nowadays, whether it's Disney or, or Warner Brothers or um, I mean, they're, basically they're... hell of a Hallmark channel. Everybody hates their own customers now. And uh, this is just another way of, of saying that. But, but that kind of stuff has been out there for a while. I mean, th this was like, I mean, this was like looking at somebody in a, in a ha Halloween devil costume. It was, it was, it was that overt. And, and well, it's bad. pathetic well, because he's a pathetic with little devil horns on too. I, 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 have you look, ever seen I'm, the video of the, uh, of the Swiss tunnel uh, opening uh, that's on, uh, which was a full on crazy Satanist slash, uh, you know, um, mystical uh, performance that they did over there, the, you know, the EU, it, it was crazy. I, 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 you know, and some people say, well, are they really Satanists? And are they LARPing? And I'm like, what does it matter? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that our uh, good friend Daniel isn't here because he wrote a good commentary on his Facebook page about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of us grew up with heavy metal and rock and roll and, and I'm a big Zeppelin fan and they were accused of having satanic messages on their, their albums or to stay away to heaven. If you played it backwards, something called backwards masking, you would hear these satanic messages, which, you know, the band denied it. Invented you know, there, by was, the there was a lot of, there was a lot of this kind of stuff where they, it was part of the shtick of some, some of these heavy metal bands, right. That they were, you know, evil and had an evil sound, black Sabbath, the really, Okay. But I don't think there, any of them were ever really serious about like worshiping the devil and, you know, pushing. It was just part of the act. But these days, it's like, I don't think you could necessarily leave it there because so much of what they push and Daniel wrote about this brilliantly is like, you know, some, some of the things that they act, actively <clears throat> push for are evil. <laughs> you know oh. I mean? So you have to take it a lot more seriously. See, and as somebody some that, the that they're doing. As somebody that believes in the demonic realm 100% has seen people get delivered, that is demonic. And the devil is in, or Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, is in music, he's in film, he's in sports, he's in everything. And that was purely just him grinning because he was out there showing off using the crazy, I, I don't even know what Sam Smith, he's non-binary slash binary gay, queer, whatever he calls himself, you know. So not only is he the author of Confusion, he just put that in front of 50 million people's faces. And I just think it's sickening. That's I don't know. was 50 stuff. million. That was a question I was going to ask. Did anybody bother well, to look and see what the ratings were? 50,000, nope. more like it. But people have seen the clips probably 50 million times. I, I would suspect not good, but that, that's a good question, Ed. I mean, I, I mean who, lot, who wants to sit around? People on the right don't watch the shows anymore. You talk I mean, about I don't think people on the left do. It's not <laughs> but, even entertaining. But like, like Ed was saying, he doesn't want to watch a State of the Union because he doesn't want to be, you know, um, insulted and everything like that. Well, we don't want to be insulted by twelve point four million shows, right? There's going to be an Oscars show, show, and that I read about the nominees, and I don't know. I, I, I the 
10 nominees. <laughs> I think I've even heard of two of them. Yeah. They're, they're not even pretending. I haven't seen well, any of them. A lot of that stuff has become corrupted with wokeism, as you know. And, well, you know, did it's, you not, hear about it's not that? about actual quality of the of, of the movie. Of the performance. Well, yeah. they just had the big issue because the lady that got nominated was white. Yeah. Because the black famous actresses didn't get picked, all of a sudden, like they're attacking the lady. Are you kidding me? So you know, just like listen. they have best actress and best actor to split things up uh, by sex, I really ought to. Th I think they really ought to split it up as, uh, you know, best white actor and best black actor and best white actress and best black actress. Since we're going segregation, you know, on everything nowadays, I don't see why they they don't. I I. I yeah, but why would you stop there? You'd need Hispanic category, Asian category, Jewish category, American Indian, whatever they call themselves, indigenous, BIPOC category. You know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Don't forget nobody's the watching. The day goes, come on. Best transgender. Best yeah. transgender vocal of the year. <laughs> no, no, excuse exactly. me, Mike, Mike, Mike. That was a very, very not nice statement. There are 63 <laughs> genders, and we have to have an award for all of them. I am. Um, uh, well, I I, ha I have to go very soon. So I, there were there were a couple other little things I wanted to to talk about um, before I'll let you uh, go. The first is um, the political activist, Canadian political activist Lauren Southern. Um, parents were banned by Airbnb for their association with Lauren yesterday, and uh, uh, Lauren had been banned a few years ago for no particular reason. Anyway, it got picked up by a producer of the uh, Tucker Carlson show, and he uh, went after Airbnb trying to demand answers as to why Lauren's parents were banned. And uh, so today, uh, Airbnb um, uh, restored their account and, uh, and uh, apologized for the error that they made. And again, I, you know, why would they use Airbnb ever again, right? I mean, again, these people hate you. Why would you use them? But it just goes to show that not only if you are a conservative, are these woke corporations going to ban you? But if your parents, if, if you know, they'll ban your parents, they'll ban your family. And it's just, and you, it, you know it, what, Ed? It's got to end. It's got to end. And we have to end it using force. I'm sorry. We but have you know to use what? force. Government law you cannot ban people wait a minute wait out of you, end, but but the government itself second. is going to institutionalize that with with digital currency ed are you a, with, you are identifying as laser today yes i'm identifying as a complete and utter libertarian who is sick and tired of these corporate government uh you know collusion that uh, bans anyone who is not um uh, you know, 100% uh, along the party line. We have to pass some sort of law that puts, you know, political beliefs in with race, sex, and all of the other nonsense that they have for civil rights law. I guess I have That's to the add. big danger of digital currency, though. They're going to they're gonna have the power to just accidentally shut your money off. I, I certainly, you, I, you you and I agree that that's what they want to do um, and that's what they're going towards. I just don't think it's going to work in the United States because uh, Americans are just too ornery. But with, that's a discussion for another day. Um, the second thing, which I thought was wild, is um, 
and I'm going to get this wrong because I'm on my phone and I don't have it in front of me, is a, a paper was published uh, uh, in a medical journal um, with one of the authors of uh, uh, Anthony Fauci uh, that, that said something along the lines of, yeah, vaccines for respiratory viruses, they're never really going to um, and I just, I was, I was stunned at that. I was absolutely stunned that <laughs> uh, words fail me on that. Um, so uh, those were the two things I wanted to uh, briefly mention. Um, before I have to go, I apologize. I haven't go back to work um, today. So, uh, no problem. Uh, my question about the Airbnb thing is my history is failing me, but aren't there certain rituals that the parents could have undergone to cleanse themselves from that and some way to publicly, you know, repent and be accepted uh, back into the fold? I doubt it. I, I don't think uh, you, if you, if you have actually engaged in sexual intercourse and nurtured a child that grew up to be Lauren Southern, there is anything that you can um, do to make up for that horrendous. I mean, public um, confession, exorcism, something. You're saying there's no way. No, no. Christianity allows you to repent, but not wokeness. So I think there is, um, I, I think they- Well, they I, I'm going to argue, but if they came out as pro-choice, I'm wondering if they would be given a shot. Only if they were pro-choice retroactively to Lauren's- uh, being in the womb. Okay, I fed you that. Um, Sorry. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Sorry All about right. that. All right. Ed, I take it you're wearing the red shirt for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, you know, you all know that I'm an Eagles uh, fan, and uh, it's it's a work shirt that I've covered up because I can't have work things on this part. So I will. Uh, he's in Ar to... Arizona. Arizona. It's an Arizona Cardinal look. Yeah. Now I they say, "Oh, are you going to the game? Are you going to the game?" And like, I guess I could if I wanted to spend like five thousand dollars on a ticket and then get divorced. I, I guess I could go to the game. Because <laughs> my maybe wife, that's, maybe that's your easy way me. out of marriage. Man, my wife would kill me if I spent five thousand dollars on a football game. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, go birds. See you guys next week. <laughs> Take See care. Ya. Thank you. Wow. I want to go back to the, the the Satanism thing for a minute. Is yeah. is there a connection between wokeism and Satanism? I mean, are we seriously going to a dark side? Oh, we are. And it's going to be a dark side for everybody that's going to have the Super Bowl on and watching halftime and watching the commercials and everything as well. And it's going to be blatant and right in front of your face. What uh, are they planning for halftime? I don't know. I'm just going with the theme of the last 15 years, 12 years, 10 years, 20 years. Who, who's the headline act this year? Don't know, don't care. Well, the not essence of wokeism, the essence of wokeism is the elevation of evil and bad to be normal and good, and the denigration of good and normal to be evil and abnormal. So I think that Satanism is is part and parcel with, with wokeism. It's it's just part that's what it is. It's about making the evil into the aspiration uh, into into the the hero of what we you know what we're trying to teach people as as a value and it's about tearing down anybody or anything that's good so 
I mean, that's what Satanism is. It's about uh, Can I trouble you to repeat that line? I loved it. The essence of wokeism. Can you remember what you said? Oh, come on. You can play it back at the end, Steve. I may I have to because it was brilliant. <laughs> Let's go back to the videotape. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And before I forced myself to do that, I love the, the way the elevation of, of that yeah. which is evil and 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 abnormal yeah. into Ab being good and normal and the destruction of good and, and normal and turning it into what is evil and abnormal. Well, and that's the same thing scripture says, woe to those that call evil good and good evil. Like it, it, it is all a wokeism without self-worship is nothing. They worship their self because it's me, 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 me. I have to have retribution. I have to say that I'm the best. I have to be noted or notice that I've got man junk while I've got girl tatas. I have to this me, me, me. And that's all. See, that. I don't think the essence of it is, is I, I, me, me. I think the essence of it is hatred of what's good and worship of what's bad. Right. But that's where it comes from. That's where Satan even came from. He wanted more. He wanted the attention. He wanted to be like God. It was all about him, 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 him. And he's infiltrated and he is, he is turn this society i want to be good i want to be good i mean that's that's me 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 too right i mean you want to be good don't you i want to be more like christ i'm not out for me 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 i'm out to be more like christ but that's me but i think in, in certain definitions of good it means not being for yourself yeah because well because in in like for me for scripture says not one man is good no nobody is good we're all evil we can try to do things by a certain moral standard or moral conduct or try to emulate like for me i try to emulate christ others try to emulate buddha or gandhi or whoever it is but yeah for us uh, for me uh, there's there's not one of us that's good and it's all, all a sign of cultural rot it's you know it's <laughs> obviously gotten worse over time i mean for the longest time leftists were moral relativists you're not supposed to be able to, to judge them in any way uh, you know behaviors that you think are wrong um, you know, the transgenderism issue is forefront. And you want to talk about, you know, good versus bad, if you will. I mean, look, I think as, as somewhat libertarian minded people we, to each his own. Right. But there's also a lack of awareness for the fact that there are devout religious people that still think that certain things are not morally right. But see, there's, Mike, there's no, there's no acceptance for that point of view. Mike, even the moral role of it any problem being very judgmental and condemning that which is good they only seek moral relativism for evil and that's the secret of what they're really about they're about proselytizing for evil they're about elevating evil into the good and they they have never had any reservation or any problem condemning and criticizing the good mm -hmm. and so where I mean, does that where does that good come from though I think it's an attack on the church because otherwise, what are they attacking? If like they're attacking, they're attacking life. They're attacking production. They're right, attacking... but where does but where does that come from? Like Buddha, you don't see nothing in Buddha saying, "Oh, you can't be transgender." They do that because they're coming against Christ followers when they want to celebrate gay marriage. That doesn't go against Buddha; it goes against Christ. All of that comes against the the Christian or the Jewish God Jehovah. Like that, it all goes against that. All of it. See, I think it's even worse than that. I think it's they're trying to attack a healthy human being, regardless of religious faith. 
They, they, you can't be healthy if you don't know whether you're a boy or a girl. And, with, and if you're sterilizing yourself and mutilizing, mutilating yourself, you're, you're, you're not healthy. And the whole point of what they're doing is to create people that are dependents because they intend to, to be the, the, the daddy of the relationship. That's their goal. And they're trying to create as many children who need, who need daddies as they can. That was the purpose of the welfare state. That's what welfare mothers are all about. Now they're trying to do it to children and fathers as well. I agree with you to a certain extent, but through my lens, I'm looking at it because God created man and woman. So again, they're going against that. And it, because if they can take away people's faith, they got nothing left to rely on. That That's that's just where I process it. In, in a sense, Gina, you're saying the same thing as Ed, because in order to get to the end that Ed is describing, they have to destroy the church. Correct. That's why I said I agree with parts of that. And yeah, they do. They have to destroy the church. And the they church do. is in the way. Religion's in the way. That's for sure. Um, I like the way you're putting it again, Ed. Um, you're hitting it head on. Yeah. You can't be healthy. Madonna came out with some kind of picture this week. Thank God. I- <laughs> she looks like that, like that lady, the cat woman that had that was oh married to the God. billionaire. Oh my gosh, all the memes going around with yeah, that lady's face. I, I, I don't remember her name, but I remember the face. What does it yes. say about our society that somebody like that 50 years ago, 100 years ago may have been burnt at the stake, 50 years ago <laughs> locked up. And today they're celebrities. <laughs> Is Madonna uh, li- a celebrity listen, anymore? I mean, are, are we supposed to be shocked that there's vanity among celebrities <laughs> that they want to they want to look young forever and and they're well, really, but they want to look sick. They want to look okay. satanic. They okay. want to look. But that's exactly what I was just saying a minute ago. That's they don't want healthy people. They want to project unhealth. That's mm-hmm. the whole game. Didn't we just talk about her last week and her? Cover spread she did with Vanity Fair. No, we didn't. Then maybe I, I dreamed that. That was your that was your other podcast. Maybe I don't know, but yeah. I don't so she never talking about that. But. So yeah, Madonna, or maybe it was two weeks ago, whatever it was. But Madonna did this huge spread with Vanity Fair yeah. where she was dressed as Jesus, and so she's Jesus, and she's got all these women. So it's like the the Last Supper, like all these different scenes. I mean, just grotesque. And that's why I say this stuff is so satanic and so demonic, like all of it being in our media, just all of it. It's disgusting. Right. But so yeah. they're not okay. even hiding that it's an attack no. on the church when they t- make a picture like that. Well, I guess it's like the piss Christ thing from way back when it's just, you know, the same thing over and over destroy God. I mean, I, I'm sort of waiting to see what Madonna looks like in a couple of weeks because she was so clearly Botoxed up the wazoo, her face was so <laughs> bloated. You know what I mean? That Excuse me. May- maybe it didn't subside it's quite. It's been like that to, to look a little bit more like herself again. She no, know. she was like that in she that per- photo shoot. permanently. So it's been weeks. Yes. I mean, this. The She's first a freakily. That I, she looked like that when she did her it, new. It reminded posing. me of Michael Jackson and like the the lengths that he went to to try to change the way he looked, but. I mean, look, there's more technology, uh, you know, um, things like Botox out there that women and men can access to try to make themselves look younger. But this is not new. This kind of vanity is not new. I mean, women especially have been doing the nip and the tuck for for a long time. You know, people in the spotlight, they want to look young. And that's what they, they do. So I'm not sure if I'm 
But there's a difference between looking young and looking crazy. Oh, I I, I totally get. It. I mean, that's why everybody was like, I mean, I, think I mean, Taylor had to. I mean, this is somebody up. that that we grew up with who was relatively attractive. But see, that's the thing, Mike. I it's like you know, not to beat a dead horse. I think that the idea of trying to look young was the rationalization. What she was really after was to make herself look like a freak because looking like a freak is what's valued by these people. You, Maybe. all four of us on this show, we look at a freak and we say, ew, you're a freak. But in their culture, in their society, freaks are the heroes. Uh, yes, I, I agree with you there. They're trying, they've been trying to outshock each other. Mm-hmm. Time after time. And now what do they have left to do? I mean, it's like I think so, somebody I saw on TV, like what's what's left just to jump right to the pedophilia and all this other crap. I mean, the that's, proverbial race I, to the bottom. They want to yeah. look as as bad and as freakish as they as they can. And yeah. the more disgusting that they their physical appearance, the more disgusting their their uh, performances, whether it's urinating on each other or. Right. I mean, I guess the next right. one's going to be defecating on each other. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, um, I, I'm a big music guy. I try to be open-minded about even today's music. I mean, it's not what it used to be. Let's be real. But that that being said, I'll I'll look up like okay, what were the best of twenty twenty two, and I'll listen to it. So I've listened to like the Beyonce album, and, and let me tell you something. It's like MF bomb after MF bomb after MF bomb, and it's like, are aren't we like over this already? Because I mean, listen, like I said, I don't want to sound hip, be hypocritical. I think some of the bands in the past would drop an F-bomb or, or, or whatever in their music, but it wasn't like every other word. You, you know what I'm saying? I think it's just, it's deteriorated. It's so bad. But yet, this is where we are. And it's like, I, I think that's almost what they think their fans expect at this point. Right, but they forced us to accept it. What, 50 years ago, we would have kicked out of society. We are forced to accept it, it, and it, if we it, don't accept it, it we bad. can't get an Airbnb. Well, it, it, yes, and it, but see, they didn't force us to accept it. Our side surrendered preemptively, and it was it was because we all were told that you can't fight the culture wars. I mean, and, and honestly, if you went back and and researched what I said at the time, I was probably guilty of this too. I said. The social conservatives are ruining it for everybody. They've got to back off these culture war issues and focus on free markets. <laughs> and what did the free market, what did these people do with the free market? They perverted it and they are using the free market to peddle all this evil. And our side is afraid to call it evil because, well, that's the free market. And 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 it's it's a combination of the of the libertarian streak in the republic on the right and the and the lack of confidence in in social conservatism on the right and i'm no social conservative myself but um i now understand the mistake that we made or i made you know 20 30 40 years ago we can't surrender the culture to these people and expect anything other than what they've given us very interesting I mean, I, I do think that there has been backlash and pushback because, like I said before, a lot of people are tuning out through a lot of these award shows. OK, the Grammys, the, the Emmys, the, you know, what I mean? the Oscars, especially. Right. 
we we don't want to watch this crap anymore. And well, so this 12.4 million, so that's the highest rating they've had since 2020. I don't know why it went up at all. I, I mean, to me, it's like you just got a bunch of little 10 and 12 year olds watching it. And that, that's the that's, other those are the Those are right. Those are the young impressionable ones that you want to see yeah. all the same crap. Maybe it's Russian bots. There you go. Bots. Maybe. I mean, listen, we can't trust anything anymore these days either, right? So they could be telling us whatever the audience was. I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Just look at the unemployment numbers. Look at the yeah. economic numbers coming out of Washington. All these numbers right. are lies. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nielsen numbers are lies too. Yeah, no, wouldn't shock me. Nothing would shock me at this point. It's interesting because if there's anybody sort of fighting a cultural war isn't it DeSantis like literally fighting against which is so fascinating and of course they keep trashing him over this Disney business and I'm like kudos to you for putting Disney back in its place but Mm -hmm. he's taken a lot of trash which you know for those of us who believe you know make America states again um I think it would be a little bit easier to do let Florida go off on its own and make a you know a culturally normal state, whereas yeah. being part of the union, they're going to get creamed for this. I mean, there'll just yeah. be more and more boycotts and and whatever. Let Disney go somewhere else. Last I looked, there's 49 other places they could go to. Now, it's not just Disney. You, you, we shared the story privately about the the new college. Did we share that, or maybe I saw that separately? I mean, it's been uh, all over the place, but talk about it. Yeah, I mean, just he he appointed a whole new board of trustees to the new college of Florida, and right. their explicit mandate and goal is to root out and get rid of wokeism at that co- at that public university. And it, it's a public university that had prided itself on being among the most progressive in the state. And they put a new board in. Uh, Chris Rufo is one of the board members. Uh, another guy is is a professor from uh, Hillsdale, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are just cleaning house and they're doing it in a, in a fast way, not a slow way. Um, you know, I think that's great. And, and, you know, it's not just Disney. DeSantis is going after all of it. Did you guys happen to catch where they tried to shut down Rufo from speaking on the school premises last week? I didn't see that. No. Yes. So the the one lady. So there was threats that were made via email. He was the one that received the threats, right? And uh, one of the liberal professors was like, "You can't, you can't have a speech here. We have to shut this down. I'm calling security right now. It's a security issue." And uh, so he kept telling them, "I'm the one they threatened. Like the speech is happening." And so she's like, "Well, we're gonna get the president of the college on the phone," and he happened to be in a meeting. So anyway, they got the vice president of the meeting on the or of the college sorry the pro tem whatever on the phone and uh he was on speaker and said that the speech was happening the lady was so ticked off there was a video of it it was great but anyway he had his his speech and he had his moment it was wonderful okay um, Ed had brought up the uh, the Fauci thing about the vaccines. Did anybody take note of uh, Ben Shapiro trying to uh, go back on everything he said over the years about the vaccine? That if he had known what they what what they've hidden from him, he wouldn't have taken it and he wouldn't have advocated for it. Well, how about 
if you wouldn't have ignored what so many other people were saying and been so arrogantly adamant about it. Um, and I've said this about a lot of people. It's really nice to come back three years later and say, whoops. Mm -hmm. But people listen. You know, there were a lot of religious leaders, and I don't want to pick out religions at the moment, but there were a lot of religious leaders who were promoting the vaccine. And I say the same thing about then. Maybe well, they had drives in churches like crazy. Right. Maybe uh, you should have waited and maybe you should have been a little bit more questioning about it because it doesn't help to come back two, three years later and say, gee, I didn't know that. Well, it's been out there the whole time. You chose to not listen to the Great Barrington Declaration folks and the Zelensky folks and, and all these other, Zelenko, whatever his name is, and all these other people, you know, Bobby Kennedy and Naomi Wolf, et cetera, Daniel Horowitz. What was, what was the gravamen, what was the gravamen of the objections of the, of the so-called deniers? It was that you can't know what the long-term effects are because it's a brand new vaccine. And the way science goes with vaccines is we test them and we test them again and we test them again. And we don't say that they're safe until there's maybe 10 or 14 years of testing. And these were rushed to the market and not just put on the market, but coerced into people at the at the point of losing their jobs and 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 uh, you know losing their jobs for the one for one thing or losing their educational uh uh opportunities um and and we were forcing people to do it it wasn't just well this is an experimental vaccine if you want it try it it was forcing people to do it it was a relentless propaganda effort by government money on tv on radio on pub, on on social media it was a coordinated effort to silence anybody who disagreed. I mean, and and the whole point is, the the essence of the of the of the objectors was, it's not that you don't know; it's that you can't know. That's just not the way vaccine knowledge works. We can't know what a vaccine is going to what effects it's going to have until people have taken it and time has gone by. And even if the first year or two or three there are no there are no injuries, you still could have a a catastrophic event in year five or year seven. So uh, there is no mea culpa that's that's really, uh, there's no I'm sorry that I think can even work here. I mean, you know, I'm a pretty hardcore about it. I, I you know, I know that uh, uh, Dace and, and Horowitz came out with a book about uh, advocating for Nuremberg style trials. I think we're pretty close to that. This was just evil and there's no, I don't know that there's any I'm sorry I mean, it's like Mengele. He has, there's no I'm sorry he can give me. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Especially for somebody intelligent, there were, you know, opposing voices out there. It's not like nobody was saying anything. It was like, I choose to go with the mainstream and hide behind that. And again, will there ever be trials? Very, very unlikely. But I have this story here again. I didn't read the whole story. More than 217,000 Americans killed by the COVID jab. Now, I have no idea where they get that number from. But even if it's 10,000, that's not a good thing. Nope. I mean, that's simply mass murder. We still, we still don't know the, the long-term permanent harm. I mean, I remember... You know what I mean, when, uh, I mean it, it, real quick, I mean, it's interesting when Project Veritas did that latest sting on the Pfizer guy. And he, he basically was admitting about the potential um, impacts on women's menstruation, which at first, remember, 
you you were a tinfoil hat. You weren't supposed to say any of that until then Twitter finally admitted it. It was true. And now we got the, the Pfizer guy basically saying, yeah, there's, there's a problem there. And we, we you know, you know, yeah, when, we, when, we, don't, um, we, don't, we don't know what the long term issue it could be. When Alu came out with the book Corona Fascism and so much of that was trashed. You know, whether it was menstruation, whether it was the fertility issues, you were yeah. a total nut if you brought that up. And two years later, everybody else is trying to rewrite the history. Well, we kind of knew, we didn't know. It's yeah. really, really scary. There were people out there yelling, and his book was heavily, heavily footnoted, as is Bobby Kennedy's, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But people were just ignoring it. And now, how, where do I go to get my fertility back? You know, speaking of Pfizer, just I got an alert since we've been recording. I'll just read it to you. It says, breaking, San Bruno Police Department issues criminal search warrant against Project Veritas journalist for asking YouTube's global, global head of trust and safety, Matt Halperin, questions about why YouTube re removed the viral video directed evolution from the platform. They're still at it. There's no I'm sorry. They're doubling down and tripling down. Said they're arresting Project Veritas? Criminal, criminal search warrant. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to search? Is this the video where they were walking down the street the other day and he was interviewing them? No. Um, they were I'm literally sure. walking down the street. They were walking down the street. The guy was out for his morning walk. And mm -hmm. one of the reporters was next to him walking, asking him why YouTube was taking this down. Yeah, that's uh, probably yeah, what it is. Matt Hal Was Matt Halperin the guy from Vice? I think so. That sounds right. Well, that's that's the alert that I just got. So now that's criminal. Criminal search warrant. What the heck are they going to start? Oh, my God. Well, it's the old DeBaria <laughs> thing, you know. Show me the guy. They look long and hard enough. They will find the crime for something. Wow. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe it's sort of like the Ashley uh, Ashley Biden diary. They just want to get the, uh, the yeah. you know, the document, the 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 film video. Right. And the, the other part of that story was uh, how Facebook was, was uh, taking the video down, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like you said, Ed, I mean, they're still at it in every respect, whether, you know, on the vaccine or just big tech generally, um, you know, trying to silence. It is going to be interesting. Is is there a small chance that some of these new congressional committees will bring something to light that will make any kind of difference? We can only hope. I mean, they're at least taking steps that, you would think would go in the right direction if we weren't cynical from the past, but it seems well, to be. Something. You know what? Show me when when I see something to, that has credibility. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, we're still yeah. waiting for the Durham report, and that started yeah. what twenty to twenty years ago. You mean but, the Bull Durham report? <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know maybe maybe there's a hope for a jim jordan or something to do something you know you look at the 51 who signed that ridiculous hunter biden thing and now they are squirming because now they are going to get subpoenaed and you wonder will anybody crack and start ratting everybody out there was one guy from that group who said well i didn't really believe it but i signed it anyway that was a few weeks ago yeah Maybe somebody will jump ship. Supposedly they're FBI whistleblowers. But weren't they trying to go after the computer shop guy still? Oh, yeah. Well, that was like they, a, they, yeah. they want, want his head on a platter. They want criminal charges this, or something. This yeah. is the, the, the party of the little guy, right? So I, little, I mean, I don't guy wanna, turns the uh, computer over. I don't want to knock attorneys, but 
going after somebody criminally for stealing a laptop and then having to say the next day, but that doesn't mean that it's really a laptop. That's pretty sad. <laughs> the laptop that doesn't really exist, it doesn't really belong to him, but it was a crime for you to keep it. Mm. So they came out looking hopefully rather silly. But again, you know, you bring the power of the entire government down on people who, mm -hmm. who could win. And what did AOC push? She wants to excuse Hunter because he's a recovering addict or something. <laughs> That's like, I shot my parents, have mercy, I'm an orphan. <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah, keep up with the nonsense. It is difficult. So speaking of nonsense and speaking of lawyers, Ed, you're our legal correspondent. This judge has now figured out abortion is a 13th Amendment violation. You saw that? I saw that. What is your learned, learned scholarly legal opinion? It's ridiculous. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, involuntary servitude. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to indulge it. It's just ridiculous, and it does, it's not even worthy of being shot down. It's it's a stupid argument, not worthy of consideration. Amen. I mean, I assume it can go absolutely nowhere, but. Um, I mean, she's a judge. She can issue whatever order she wants until an appellate judge overturns her. You know, she's, you know, she's queen of her courtroom. What state was this in? Uh, good question. I forget where it was. I'm going to look one second. Just um, wondering if it's going to go to a conservative. Well, Washington, D.C., this judge. Oh, <laughs> good luck getting that appeal. Um, there may be a <laughs> constitutional right. Wow. Well, I mean, if the if that if a DC judge, you know, uh, issues that order and it gets appealed to the DC Circuit and the DC Circuit affirms it, it can be appealed to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court can reverse it. I mean, that's that's that would be the procedure. Yeah, I guess I should give the lady credit. It's it's quite original, isn't it? No, it's not. There's not no involuntary servitude. Nature doesn't enslave anybody. No, but the idea of coming up with such a ridiculous thing, you got to give her some credit. I mean, unless she was on drugs and that's how she thought of it. That's like a pretty, you know, off the beaten track thought. Hey, let me find this somewhere else in the Constitution. I, I don't know. It's almost ingenious. I mean, she's got a better argument to to look in the Ninth Amendment rather than the Fourteenth Amendment. If she no, wants but to, that's assuming she's a serious human being. But well, but you're trying to give her credit for being creativity for creativity and and serious. I'm saying right? the originality of gee, maybe we can find this like you know in some other paper somewhere. I mean, what if she said it came from the you know the General Welfare Clause? This there is in the go. General Welfare. I mean. It's not a creative argument. It's a stupid argument. Okay, but it's creative. No offense. It's you. creative in the sense that you got to be pretty stupid to think so far out of the box. It's, yeah, it's just, to me, it's pretty wild. So the fallout from the balloon story, I mean, you know, Ed talked about it a little bit. Is there any credence to the idea that we were tracking it, that we somehow jammed it. I mean, is there any way of looking at this as other than 
the greatest worst disaster ever? Well, as far as the jamming, wow. Gina, I don't know what, what your experience was, but when it came over our part of North Carolina last Friday, my phone went crazy. And I crazy in the sense that I couldn't get reception. I couldn't make calls. I couldn't do texts. I couldn't access a lot of apps. And I thought it was a provider problem. But when I subsequently saw the path of the of the balloon <laughs> come over us, yeah, I figured it was probably the Department of Defense jamming jamming the signal. That's probably what was happening. Did you guys see it? I mean, I didn't, but I I've heard other people say that they did see it. I saw everybody's photos from Hendersonville on over. Like everybody and their brother had a picture, <laughs> like this tiny horrible zoomed in photo. <laughs> Excuse well, me of the balloon going overhead. So the question is, when when did they, as far as we know, really detect this thing? I assume they detected illusions. Nothing it, moves without being detected. Yeah, they detected it before well, it entered U.S. airspace. Okay, because I don't there, think that's contradicted. I thought I, I had contradicted. I thought I had. Okay, I was just trying to make sure I understood because I thought I had seen some stories where they might not have even really been able to see this thing. Well, they saw it come in over Alaska. Then down through Canada. So Trudeau's a punk, you right. know what, too, right? Because he did nothing about it. Yeah. I mean, all and now and now they release that, you know, they've got these balloons over all of China's enemies. They've got one over Japan and one over Taiwan and one over this and one over that. Uh, what South America. Well, do we yeah, have I mean, any? <laughs> huh? Do we have any flying around out there? Probably. I mean, I we have satellites. Them, I just painted them a different color. They painted them blue to match in the sky. I, I don't. We have don't satellites up in space that can read right. the year on a coin. So I'm sure that we're spying on them too. Of course. Well, but there they, was one they, report. The Chinese aren't going to sit there and let a balloon just float over their country. Well, there was one report that said that there was possible explosives in the balloons. Did you guys see that? I don't remember who it was that published that. Somebody. Thought I would have been more worried. There was some new virus on it. Uh, yeah, there was another people. thing to worry about. There mm -hmm. seem to be two trends in the stories. <laughs> One trend is China's in our face saying, give it back to us. It's ours. You have no right to destroy it. And the other was a different article saying that this may have been a mistake. And somebody in China, left hand, didn't know what the right hand was doing. And somebody's going to get their head chopped off for letting this happen. I doubt it. When you, when you have 20 of them floating around all over the, the globe? I well, especially the American one, because that is a bigger deal, you would think, than some other places. I, I can't see that being a mistake. I, I Even if it were a mistake, I would think that the person would be rewarded, not punished. <laughs> well, I guess it depends if there is any real fallout. Um, some people say it's just a test to see if there'll be any real fallout, which, come on, what are we going to do to China? But a whole lot of well, nothing. I mean, you know, obviously. By we, who do you mean? Do you mean the Biden family? Yes, the <laughs> Biden team is not going to do anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the Pentagon is at, at least is worthless. You know? Also, and that's the other thing they said, the Pentagon officials admitted that, how did they say it? That there was ones in the past, it just wasn't big enough concern for them to report it up the command chain. Yeah, that's so how, do, so how does China rebut against that? Huh? That's so kind of hard to believe. I mean, I hope right. this is not true. Uh, the guy, I, I heard the guy from NORAD say that they saw it from the very beginning and they were tracking mm -hmm. it right at the outset. 
Yeah. Maybe they thought it was Santa's sleigh. It was like one of those Christmas apps. (laughs) Maybe. Around the world in 80 days, maybe. I mean, if there's anyone's theories in the military, we know everything that's in the sky at any minute anywhere. So to say we didn't know about it's ridiculous. Whether they would tell people up the chain, that's sad to think they wouldn't. But the the simple question is, is why? Because they have satellites just like we do. I mean, I don't think they really need a balloon to spy on us. So why? Well, maybe they were testing whether they might be able to send an EMP over the United States. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, it's a, it's a national, clear national security risk if you're going to, obviously, if you're going to sit there and do nothing. So what was the benefit of shooting it down over the ocean with all the people on the crowded beach versus over the mountains or in Montana? And the benefit is that it's harder to recover and more likely to be just, uh, destroyed in the water. Yeah. This was about protecting China, not protecting the United States. Oh, I, I know. It was sarcastic. Sir. Yeah, I, w- I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Pete. Oh, well, I guess we're only uh, uh, I mean, 23 you know, months from a new president, maybe. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the bottom line is it's just another situation that shows we can't have any faith in, in the people leading the country, particularly the guy at the top. And you have to, you know, you have to kind of worry. (laughs) You never know what might happen. I mean, you you have to have faith faith that the people leading your country, especially the president, had the best interest of the country at heart and was going to perform their number one duty of protecting and defending the the country and the people. And and at this point, you just don't have it. This is is Jimmy Carter-like. It's the first time since Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter. Jimmy Carter was incompetent. I don't. I don't. I, Jimmy I, Carter I was both it. incompetent and malicious. He's hated America for fifty years. It, it, it's obviously much more in the malicious side now. Yeah. Yeah, and why didn't China just send the balloon over the uh, Rio Grande, and then it would <laughs> could have given it a nice uh, hotel in New York City or something. Granted it an asylum hearing in, in 2026. I mean, because what we're saying is, you know, we want a government to protect against the basic thing like an invasion. Uh, yeah. We've seen what they do with that. We don't really have a boundary. So. Yeah. How come it didn't go over Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> it'll, it'll ruin the view. Or maybe they were afraid it would get caught in one of the wind things. No, yeah, <laughs> they don't need to spy on Martha's Vineyard. They already know everything that's going on there because the people tell them. That's why it had to go over Montana and Idaho and all through the heartland of the country. It went through, it went through some it, of actual. It, apparently, it went over your house, didn't it? Ed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to feel bad for the guy in the military, the guy in SAC, the guy in these silo bases who really does care, and he goes to his, you know. CO and says something and it goes nowhere. You got to feel bad for them. Like they think they're being trained to protect their country. And then like Stephen, this is that's exactly the same thing, the same issue that we were, that I was talking about earlier with the wokeism. They're trying to turn, they're trying to reverse good and evil. Whatever is good, you have to think of as evil. And whatever is evil, you're supposed to think of as good. And that's what they're doing in the military. They're doing it in every institution of of our society that they can get their hands on. And they're trying to train that military guy to think 
that because you and I think this thing was the balloon was bad. This guy needs to be retrained and reeducated and to think, oh, it's it's good. Don't worry about it. And the only thing that that's the things that are good, you know, like white soldiers who want to fight and defend this country. No, those people are insurrectionists and racists and have to be hounded out of the military. It's a total inversion of good and evil. That's what this is all about. And it's it's in every institution of our society. Right. And the military should probably have been the last bastion of normalcy. And they're mm-hmm. so thick into that already. That's what's so scary. I mean, the heads of the military, both here and to a very big extent in Israel, is the exact same problem. To be the head of the military, you have to be a politician. You got to go left. Same here, same there. And it goes even lower and lower in the ranks. And anybody. Why can- is that? Why is it to be a politician? You have to go left. That's not that's not part of the definition of a politician. Because that's the only way you get to go to the good parties and the only way the press doesn't destroy you. Well, but that's so that's the indicate that's the thing that they the problem is that the left controls these other institutions of society, mm-hmm. whether it's the press, the universities, uh, the culture, the movies. That's the problem is that they they control the culture. And that's why I was saying before it was a mistake to not fight the culture wars, even if you don't believe in some of the social conservative issues. By surrendering, we gave these people total unfettered power. And now they're ramming evil down our throats and up our butts all at the same time. Well, I'm going to I'm going to use this point and surrender myself for the day because I'm about to go hack up a lug. So I'm surrendering. <laughs> I am out of here for the day. I am glad I, I got agree. to spend spend the last hour with you all. So I Feel hope you better, guys have, Gina. Thank you so much. Feel you guys better. have a blessed night. You Feel too. Hey, it can't be the same without you. <laughs> thank you. I'll see you guys later. Wow. Bye. That was a heroic effort on her part. You know, it's funny because they're, you know, we're at the time of year and stuff is going around and some people have COVID and some people just have a cold or what. And, and at this point, it's like, you know, we were told, oh, you got COVID, stay home, stay home. I mean, what, 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 what's the point? I'm not sure if there's a point anymore. Should we be treating it any differently than a common cold? Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. I, and who wouldn't be sick when there was a 50 degree, you know, differential in 24 hours? The whole thing is ridiculous. Now, global warming apparently caused that minus 108 wind chill in New Hampshire. So, mm, yeah. It's climate change. Climate change. Yeah. Now you know why that propaganda exists. Yeah. So there was one good story, this North Dakota story, that a town would not allow a Chinese um, project, a farm project or a corn mill or whatever, close to a naval base. And it's interesting that it's the only solution may come from the locals, whether city level, county level, state level, of Chinese buying up land and putting up, you know, different factories or whatnot, very close to military bases, besides the fact of buying up all of the farmland in this country. So maybe hopefully a few local governments will stop this stuff. You wait. The Biden administration has already come after Arizona for erecting uh, what are the, the containers at the border to try and block people from coming across. And they're suing Arizona, saying that it's trespass and that they have to remove the containers. They'll come up with some legal argument to. Well, to I was going to say, they'll say you're conducting foreign policy and only the, right. only the president can. And right. I guess, the, the, yeah, I guess you're right. They'll probably That's- sue North Dakota. Probably.
Yeah. I guess all we can do is uh, wait out the clock. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't do what they can do. I mean, make them sue you. Make them show their hand. Don't just, I mean, that's what I was saying about the, the culture wars. Don't preemptively surrender. Fight them. Even if you lose it first, you still have to fight and you have to reveal what these evil, how evil these people are. These people are relying on the benefit of the doubt to a large extent. They don't, they're, they're revealing their evil a lot more these days, but they still rely on good people just pretending that they don't know how evil these people really because, are. Because, Ed, as I'm sure you know, good people do not see evil everywhere. Right. And right. that's what they're counting on. Only evil people see evil everywhere. Good people give people the benefit of the doubt. And, yeah. and that's all that these people want is the benefit of the doubt. And that's why mm-hmm. North Dakota and, and Arizona and anyone else, you have to fight them. That's why Greg Abbott should be fighting them much harder than he is. Well, which again goes back to those who have national aspirations will always temper their fight, except for DeSantis. Because they, they uh, want God bless to DeSantis, man. It, it, it always makes you wonder just who, who holds the real power and who's influencing even a governor of a state not to do something as simple as enforce the border. Well, any different than the big bucks? Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. I forgot to even put that in the show notes. What in the living heck did Joe Rogan step into and why? What happened? I didn't see that one. He said it never does. He doesn't understand how anybody would not associate Jews with money or something. I mean, he really put his foot in his mouth bad over what Ilan Omar said. Mm-hmm. And I got to go find the darn story. Um, really, really bad. I'm not a wow. super Joe Rogan fan, but a really bad story. Um, let's see how hard Joe Rogan's comments about Jews and money draws sharp rebuke. Uh, that's Yahoo. So that's relatively neutral. Um, he said the idea that Jewish people are not into money is ridiculous. That's like saying Italians aren't into pizza. Sorry to insult you. Well, I do like pizza. (laughs) Now, somebody did point out that Italians have not been gassed for being into pizza, but I happen to be very not sensitive to insults against Jews. But this one's yeah, that that is out of line. I don't know. That, that's proverbial foot in the mouth. I, I, that is, and why? Why would you say such a thing? I mean, we were upset when Ilan Omar said the Benjamins. Maybe that's what he really believes. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you personally, I do have way too much money, and I have to clear out the dollar bills, the hundred dollar bills, just to find my bed at night. But not all Jews are like that. And yeah, I mean, I think it was great on her part to say, I had no idea that Jews were associated with money. Omar said that? Omar, that was the whole thing when she got, you know, crushed over the Benjamins thing. So I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, right. And that's what he apparently was addressing. But he's like, come on, everybody knows Jews are into money. But I don't know. I don't know anybody who's not really into money in a way, but what do I know? <laughs> well, you're into pizza. So you're... <laughs> well, I need money to get the pizzas. 
You need money. Listen, I'm the Jew who doesn't eat Chinese food, so I'm like a total, uh, you know. Now that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Not not a lot like me out here still. That was one of my favorite memes of the balloon where somebody had the uh, the carton of Chinese food hanging off. Oh, really? <laughs> that's racist. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if there's a big outcry. Is Joe Rogan immune to it? Um, somebody did point out that somebody making $200 million for a show should be careful what they say about money, but yeah, that was, that's a pretty blatantly racist comment. There. It was uh, definitely not smart. Oops. So, yeah. And again, you know, he's not on the view. Maybe he'll apologize. I don't know. He could do like whoopee and say, you know, the Holocaust wasn't about race. That that's definitely up there with <laughs> One of the more brilliant lines in history. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's talk about what we haven't talked about and then we'll wrap it up. Mike, and it can't be about pizza and it can't be about Italians. No, I mean, I think we touched on a lot of the, the topics. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I, I shared just one story from New Jersey. There's always fun stuff in New Jersey, right, guy? So the latest, one of the more recent woke stories from New Jersey is um, that the in the assembly, on the higher ed committee, they passed a bill which will allow people to use uh, not not their real name, uh, but their preferred name on their diplomas. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go with some of this stuff anymore. But apparently there is a parental rights group that's suing. They're planning to sue, fighting the legislation, saying it infringes on their God-given rights and on their freedom of religion. So I think it, it. I think the bill applied to public schools. I'm not sure about private schools because that would be a whole different animal. But again, this is uh, again as Ed was saying, what's good is bad. What's, what's you know, it's everything turned upside down. But uh, yeah, now on something as legitimate and important as a, a diploma, a, you know, a college diploma, to not have to put your actual legal name on it is just. Well, I mean, your diploma is not what's important. It's really your transcript that's that's important. Yeah. And I guess you're going to have different names on each. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, there's no consistency for for well, your that's record. Part of the point they want to sow chaos. Yeah, exactly. That's their whole agenda is chaos, right? If you if as an employer, if I want to know, did you really graduate from? XYZ University and what were your grades at that school? And you send me a transcript of somebody who's got a different name than you. How am it's, I how can I evaluate you as, as a as an employer? And then and then you know that the next step is going to be some sort of civil rights law that says I have to accept whatever you give me. Well, how do I know that, you know, I didn't just get, you know, Mike Proto's transcript and I'm I say I'm Mike Proto. So there's Proto. A, on these I don't lines, think you want to downgrade to mine, but anyway. On these, on, on these lines, there's a better story than this out of the UK um, from yesterday. And it's interesting because it's going to come up against another favored group. A woman's rights group has warned that criminal record checks may be compromised owing to the creation of a safeguarding loophole that allows transgender people to conceal past identities from employers. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're saying the obvious thing when you do background checks, et cetera, et cetera, on people and they have changed their name. 
So now it's going to be, if the women complain about it, maybe somebody will worry about it. I mean, what does this do to all criminal records and everything else? Again, it's designed to make it impossible to track people and to create chaos and and lack of understanding. I mean, it's it's the same thing with why they want to tarnish language and why they want to make word mean whatever you want it to mean, because the purpose of language is to communicate information and they want to make it impossible to communicate. That's that's their goal. They're trying to create a society uh, that's like the Tower of Babel. What did I just see the other? Oh, yeah. AP said you can't not pro-life. You can't say something else. You have to say anti-abortion. But they just changed another phrase. You know, the AP style book. You're right. I mean, ah, nice. Yeah. Just like Orwell, language is so under attack that, yeah, we don't know what people are saying anymore. <laughs> and you can't say it. Anything else out of New Jersey, Mike? Uh, that, that's my nugget for this week. <laughs> I thought we I thought we had both of the higher eds. On you know what? Higher, so. I'll tell you what, if I really were paying attention to so many of the bills and what whatnot that used to come down the pike in the legislature, I'd probably have a handful every week to share with you guys. But <laughs> I mean, is New Jersey is a super majority in every branch? No, um, it's not. I mean, the, the Democrats have majorities. They've come close to a super majority. Uh, and the assembly, the, the Senate is like a 24-16 breakdown. Um, there have been obviously some changes because, again, New Jersey is off year. So I'll remind you, New Jersey has full elections this year except for the governor. Um, the Senate, the, the assembly are both up. And because of redistricting, there's some belief that some of these other districts that weren't in play before for Republicans may be now. So... You know, the problem, as always, with the NJGOP, just like with Republicans in so many other places, is they just don't fight. Right. You know what I mean? They don't fight. I mean, I've been saying for years they really should be running on one platform, a statewide platform, instead of having all these individual races and say, make make the argument. And it's not a hard argument to make. Democrats have had full on power, save the fact that maybe you had Chris Christie in there for a while and got in the governorship, but the legislature has been Democrat for two decades and they destroyed the state. I mean, this isn't a hard argument to make. They just don't want to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No Republicans are Republicans. Yep. All right, Ed. I don't think that we missed any story. So I'll just take this time to echo something you said a few weeks ago, Stephen, and that is I want to plug Daniel's book. I read Daniel's book this week, A Gift for Treason, The Cultural Marxist Assault on Western Civilization. It is a fantastic book. It really gives a good rundown on uh, not just the cultural Marxist assault today, but uh, on the value of Western civilization going all the way back to ancient Greece and ancient Rome and shows the the connections and ties that uh, we have even today from ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Uh, and it's just a brilliantly written book. It's fast moving and it's interesting and the prose is good and I highly recommend it. And I hope Daniel listens to this and, uh, you know, Daniel, you did a great job. So I'm impressed that you agree with me because I know you are far more well-read in these things than I am. Um, I don't know most about this philosophy stuff and history stuff, and I think you know a lot more about it. I thought it was a phenomenal book. I think it should be required reading. 
in high school or for sure college, maybe in a Hillsdale place because there's just so much in it. I just thought it was packed. I agree. It was just amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a must read. Maybe you can get into Hillsdale somehow. Sneaking in. My, my son is is applying. We'll see if he goes there. If he does, I'll send it along with him. There you go. All right. With that, we will close off for today. Send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com. We look forward to being back here next week at the same time, hopefully with everyone and everyone healthy. Have a good evening.